0: Hello and welcome to the Monarch Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, John Sillis. On this show, we aim to interview leaders from a range of performance disciplines within the tactical performance space to help you improve performance at the individual and organizational level. Now, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show, guys. You'll notice we don't run any ads here, but we do ask for you to pay a simple and small fee. And that fee is this. If you find value in the show, and I'm pretty confident you are, because we have some incredible guests each week, then please share the show. You know if you're chatting with friends and colleagues about education and development please recommend us as i said you know we don't run ads here and we continue to grow organically through you listener so please spread the word and help us get this information out to a lot more people now on this week's episode i'm joined by eric kinney a former captain in the u.s army he had an initial goal of serving a full military career but this took an unexpected turn when eric experienced serious injuries that gave him the opportunity to speak with his battalion's physical therapist thus leading them down a brand new career pathway. He holds a bachelor's degree in criminology from the Eastern Michigan University and a doctor of physical therapy degree from the University of Michigan. He currently works in outpatient sports orthopedic setting, as well as working in the local fire and police departments and training academies. In this episode, Eric talks about his military experience, his time in PT school, working with firefighters and getting involved with the wellness professionals in fire and rescue, Good morning, Eric, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, good morning, John. Thanks for having me
0: on. Uh, no problem, mate. Thank you very much for taking time to come on, dude. I've had the opportunity to chat to a few of your colleagues within the uh, wellness professionals within the fire services. So I saw you crop up on that. I think it was you took over the Instagram one day or something like that. And that's how you pop up my radar, dude. So good to finally touch base with you, mate.
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, I yeah, uh, kind of jumped into it like right out of school. So I kind of took the bull by the horns there and fell into some things and it kind of led me into your, uh, into your podcast, which, so is great. Like I've been following your podcast kind of from the start, like getting out of school and getting into the tackle athlete thing. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to be on. And I was really surprised that you reached out. So I'm look, I've been looking forward to this.
0: Cheers, man. Cheers dude. So obviously, Eric, me and you have had the chance to chat a fair bit, dude, leading into the show and then off air as well. Um, You know, for anyone hasn't come across you and you know the work you're doing currently, can you just give us a little bit of background? You know, where your career started out and where you're currently at.
1: Yeah, so um, I kind of have like a little little long background, I guess. Um, So I started my undergrad was in criminal justice, criminology. Uh, I ended up being a logistics officer or transportation officer in the U.S. Army for almost five years. Um, and within that process, I just kind of got some exposure to physical therapy. Um, and it came to a point in my military career where I'm like, either I need to stay I stay in or I need to change something. Um, and it kind of led to me uh, essentially pursuing a career in physical therapy. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a really good brigade physical therapist while deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of afforded me the opportunity when I wasn't out on mission to come and shadow him and just kind of he helped me like kind of as a mentor along the way um, while i was finishing up my military career and kind of doing that transition back into the schoolhouse um so from there like i had to do like some prereqs because the criminal justice degree doesn't quite cut it in the science background so i ended up going to university of colorado boulder to do the prereqs for pt school because i was still in colorado at the time um while i was there i had a good opportunity to be a sports medicine intern for the football team so i had an awesome like year and a half two years there with them um we're just kind of like almost like an athletic training assistant but it was great exposure there's great docs that we got to kind of work with and kind of observe um, how they treat the athletes and that sort of thing um, and then from there um, i ended up getting back to uh, i got end up pt school in michigan uh, which my wife and I are both originally from. So sadly, that ended our seven year stay in Colorado because uh, it's beautiful out there. We really enjoyed the mountains, but it brought us back closer to family. So that was good. Um, I did my three year DPT at UVM um, and let, got a job at one of my first clinical rotations. It's at Adam Sports Medicine, uh, physical therapy, private practice um, in Novi. But with that, one of the things is uh, when I talked to Brian about who's the owner is. Um, Kind of working back into like that tactical athlete realm uh using my military background into and kind of transitioning it into care for police fire veterans or even like um we don't really have any active duty military bases near us in michigan but national guard reserves and i've even been in contact with my um rotc like a rotc program i went through in uh, my undergrad so that's kind of what the brief rundown what got me into it and how I kind of came back full circle trying to get into the tactical athlete world. And it's been a great experience because it's kind of been um, a little piece that's been missing uh, ever since I got out of the military. So it's kind of been a good thing too. uh, My wife's happy I'm kind of like scratching the itch this way as opposed to like trying to get back in like activity or something like that. So (laughs) she's happy about that.
0: Oh, that's cool, dude, and that's like quite a varied background as well, dude. So obviously, <laughs> you know, starting off in criminal justice and then going into the military. Um, whereabouts did you go to college then for your ROTC program?
1: Uh, so I went to Eastern Michigan University, which is in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah.
0: Okay. Nice man. And then, what was it? Was your plan to what your initial plan anyway? Was it to serve? full-time in the military and then go out and pursue like a, a law career or something like that or you know what where were you thinking of going with that
1: yeah my initial plan with that was I was going to do like full uh, U.S. Army like career like try to do the full 20 with that um I wanted to go into like a different um branch but like I think needs of the Army at the time that I went in I got selected for transportation I really enjoyed my time uh, as a transportation officer like when deployed we got to spend a lot of time on the road which was kind of eye-opening and good mm-hmm. um but one of the things i did want to plan on doing um in the military was um there's a few things that i set out to do like i really wanted to do like assault, pathfinder so i got to do those things um and then it got to a time where if i wanted to stay in i was thinking i wanted to go to like uh, the special forces route or um some other type of like um, special operations community route um, but just with where my family's at and like kind of stuff that I was dealing with on my own, um, like medical wise, like it wasn't seeming like that would be the best option for longevity, if that makes sense. Um, cause I was dealing with some like musculoskeletal issues at the time. Um, and that's kind of how I, uh, brought back to like meeting with my brigade physical therapist and bringing up the idea of physical therapy as a career. Um, but yeah, that was the plan doing like a full 20 and the military and then getting out and retiring and like I don't know living with my life because yeah <laughs> I didn't plan too much ahead of that and then like obviously uh I had to do some uh course adjustment there like halfway yeah. through.
0: <laughs> um, so what was it like then obviously you said you had a couple of MSK injuries which is part and parcel I think within the the military community you know um you obviously spent a, a bit of time with the you said the brigade uh, physio there and you know who who sparked the idea it? was it just you going through that process you're like actually I quite like this as a career option or is it something he approached you about
1: yeah so I mean MSK injuries military it's pretty common is similar stuff like part of it was me just being young uh, and dumb and trying to like, overtrain and do too much and not let my body recover some of it's just like kind of like the nature of the beast like wearing the gear for a long period of time. So I was a transportation officer, So we were overseas. We were in a truck under full gear, like six, seven hours a day, like on the road. So it kind of takes a toll on your back. The, the seats in those Max Pros aren't necessarily, um, don't have the best lumbar support or anything like that, especially when you got full gear on. Um, but essentially I just kind of like just with any like physio, you spend a lot of time with them. You guys start talking about some personal stuff. And I just kind of we started talking about like he was asking what I want to do with my military career next. And I kind of like, I'm not sure like what I had planned. I don't think it's too feasible right now with my life. So I'm not really sure what I want to do. And I wasn't really dead set on going into law enforcement, um, military. Cause at that point, like I had, I felt like my fair share of excitement and stuff. So I'm like, all right, like I just want something a little bit more calmly back, but I still want to help people. So just having that conversation with him, he's like, well, like, I know you have like an athletic background and that sort of thing. You like being in the gym. Have you ever thought about like physical therapy? And I'm like, I mean, not really. Like, I mean, I had a class once in undergrad where it was like, I think a kines class or like anatomy class, but I just remember the teacher like asking like, who wants to go into physical therapy? And I think like half the class raised their hands. He's like, all right, everyone, but three, put your hands down. He's like, that's how many people are actually gonna become physical therapists. I'm like, oh crap, like that's not an option for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then like just talking with him, he's like, just come shadow me whenever you're not on mission and uh I'll kind of help you if it's see if it's something that you're really interested in. Man, like I did that and like I was like, I could do this, like I love this. Like this is like I looked forward to like even though it's supposed to be my day off, like I look forward to going in, helping him out and looking at, into the stuff. So um, I knew that was kind of like the direction I really wanted to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously you said when you got out, you obviously didn't have the prereqs to go directly into the DPT program. So was it University of Colorado or Boulder? So what was it like going back to school after having, you know, been in school, gone, started in the military, and then going back in? What was that whole process like for you?
1: Oh, man, it was... Um... <laughs> it was quite the adjustment. So like, I feel like when I finished undergrad and then when I went back to school for the prereqs, it was a span of like maybe about like five, like four and a half, five years. Okay. I think in that time frame is like when everything switched from like being like analog pen and paper to like digital. Like, I remember like see my like senior year at Eastern, like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, it was 2010. I mean, I was still taking like a notebook and like binder to class, like taking notes from like what the teacher's presenting. And I show up like at CU Boulder and like my first class, like everything's online, like, all right, here's like the course packs on Blackboard. Like there's a site I have to, like that adjustment was probably like the hardest and like trying to figure out like, okay, like, all right, now this information's right here on the computer for me, but I still have to come to class. Like, um, so that was kind of like the biggest adjustment, like the technology, like, and getting like, almost like reshaping, like how, I need to organize my stuff and then study, organize my studying, um, that type of thing. That was like the biggest adjustment. I mean, college is college. I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be the same. You're going to have the same type of students, the same like type of professors. Um, Boulder is great. Like If you ever ha- have a chance to go to Colorado and you're in the States, like go visit that campus. That campus is so beautiful. Um, which I'm almost thankful that I kind of like revisited, uh, I went there like as a married, um, older individual. Cause I feel like if I went there right out of high school, like 18, like it just, I wouldn't have got a lot of work done. <laughs> I would have done a lot, a lot of play in the mountains and skiing and like that sort of thing. But, um, but it was, uh, that was the biggest challenge was the technology. I feel like was trying to, you had to like reshape like how you were going to study and all that
0: how long was that uh, that pre rec uh, course at boulder
1: uh so I spent essentially spent two years there um like uh, doing like a full year like year round like I didn't like stop any semesters because I needed like quite a bit of um science classes then some of the classes that were already I already had were out of tolerance because it's been it was five years or longer um so it was two full years, which it was a lot of like science intensive. So like anatomy and ph- physiology, um, did some like exercise science stuff, but then also like the physics, chem, biochem, that type of thing. Um, but that was those two years there. So it wasn't necessarily like a, a like a guided program. Like I just kind of went in it was almost like some like post back studies. Um, I didn't come out of there with like, I didn't have like a degree from there or anything. Cause I just say, I just took those, took the classes that I needed um, in order to apply and get into a PT program.
0: Nice, nice. And yeah. then obviously you went, as a University of Michigan, you went through their DPD program, was it? So obviously yep. I take it for the guy, for the guy who hadn't had a major science background prior to going in, obviously those prerequisite courses of Boulder really helped you just lay the foundation. Or do you okay. still feel going in that you're like, crap, I'm a little bit out of my depth here or anything like that, you know?
1: Um not not too much. Um I feel like if I would have like if I wouldn't have had those two years of the prereqs for sure. Like if I already had the science requirements and I went in the I was in the real world for four years, but then decided to come back and it worked that seamless, I feel like it would have been a huge like I don't know, like almost like a drinking from a fire hose type scenario. But because I had those two years of um, the prereq work going right into it, it was it was kind of like a good little warm up for PT school. I mean, it was still definitely like a shock because it a, it's a lot different than undergrad. It's uh, like the pace is a lot different. The amount of material is a lot different. So it was still a shock, but I don't I didn't feel like any less prepared than my peers in the program yeah um i think the biggest shock was like i think our first class our first day for some of us was our anatomy lab and it was the cadaver lab and it's like all right here's your dissection book have at it and we're like what (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah but other than that like it i feel like the prereqs stuff doing the prereqs really helped out nice one nice one
0: what 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 areas do you think like what, what areas have appealed most to you? You know, out of all the, the broad areas you could study, possibly within uh, physical therapy.
1: I uh, definitely the ortho stuff. So like the basics, like anatomy, anatomy, the physiology, and then like like especially like the kinesiology stuff. Um, we had a really good like it was an elective, but it was a biomechanics course, um, and that really like I really enjoyed that one because it looked at like different movements and what muscles were active, what mus- like, which were the agonists, which one are the antagonists and how that might affect or cause an injury. Um, we even like followed like some of the bigger sports injuries at the time. And like kind of like had like a pool, like uh, when they would return or if they returned, was it too early? And where did they get, how long would it take for them to get injured again? It was kind of in a way messed up, but also kind of interesting because um, it made it relevant. Like it almost made it like real world while still being in school. Yeah,
0: um, I think that's awesome though, dude. I think that's like a nice way of like making the material uh, material more relevant and like helping bridge that gap a little bit. That's a pretty cool option actually, even though yeah. it is a bit sinister in some ways. But <laughs> yeah. I like it, mate. I like it. And then obviously, I was saying to you before, you cropped up on my radar because obviously I've spoken to Annette, I've spoken to um, you know uh, Maureen and that as well from wellness uh, wellness professionals within the firefighters. Um, how did you get involved with all that as well and start working with the firefighting community?
1: Yeah, so um, like I got hired on at the Adams Sports Medicine and the owner, Brian Adams, he, um, he refers um, patients to Maureen quite a bit. Um, she's a registered dietitian. Um, at, as cl- at our clinic, we see a lot of like endurance athletes. So she has a little bit of a background um, in like that endurance world too. Um, and that's kind of where like our worlds kind of collided like I spoke to him about this uh, like tactical athlete stuff and he's like hey like well I know she's she's a firefighter so let me talk to her and like once he kind of like connected us to like it kind of just like snowballed like she's like hey there's like there's a net you have to meet her and talk to her and like there's this wellness group I'm going to invite you into it so like she has been a huge proponent in like I don't know, kind of lighting a fire under my butt to get things moving, but, um, kind of like, almost like kind of guiding the way for me, like introducing me to some like pretty influential and influential people in like the tactical athlete world. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of happened pretty quick, but, um, I'm appreciative of how it happened. It was good timing.
0: Nice dude. And what's it been like then just stepping into that community and working with those, uh, those sort of athletes.
1: Um, it, it's it's been great like a like getting in with like fire. i don't have much of like a back, background with like firefighters but police like with my undergrad like i did internships in police department so i have a like kind of like a, a okay understanding of like on the job stuff um but i think in general just anything with those fields like fire police like military it's a it's a general like similar mindset um you're helping people in different ways but you you're willing to um to face, uh, adversity and like different odds and, um, in order to help individuals in time of need. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that just that mindset alone is like a shared one. And that kind of gets you like a a mutual understanding or understanding. So, I mean, with firefighters, like I don't have a background as, as a firefighter in firefighting, but knowing what they have to kind of go through some of the things that they have to deal with, like their loadouts, um, the, the fire like the fire hose that they have to like, carry and the different setups um even just like their fitness assessments that they have to do like that helps me understand a little bit more of what they're going to be doing and what type of injuries that they might have and how that would be um geared into like almost like a preventative medicine type thing or a recovery type thing if they do get injured or they come see me once they're injured mm-hmm. um, and a big piece of that is like I think the big difference between like with firefighters would be like the cardiovascular thing Like you really want to stress like some like that cardiovascular fitness. Cause just their exposure to the heat and smoke, it, it adds like a whole nother like layer onto like their almost like comorbidities and sense um, in terms of like injury. Like they, even if they have like a soft tissue injury or MSK injury, like just that fact that, like their cardiorespiratory fitness might be like a little bit lower due to their heat exposure or fire exposure, smoke exposure. Uh, you're getting like less oxygen in the blood to that like damage area. So that's going to change recovery. Um, so anything you do to help that, especially in the long run, um, is going to be beneficial because it's going to decrease the amount of stress on their heart as well. So, uh, whenever with firefighters, that's always like a key thing is to try to incorporate some like cardiovascular fitness type training into their like programming. Um, Despite what they're kind of coming in for, even if it's like a non-work related injury, if I have like an inkling that they're not really like touching on it too much, I'll try to like coax them in the right direction or something like that.
0: That's cool, dude. And I mean, with regards to like actually getting in and treating the guys if so they do pick up an MSK injury, are you are you heading down? Are you actually in department with the guys seeing them, or they come down to see you at clinic?
1: So right now it's mainly like if by chance I have like one comes into the clinic, uh, if we know like they have like a firefighting background or like police background, something like that. Um, our schedules try to try to get them on my schedule. Um, just with COVID and everything, it hasn't really um, worked out yet to get into like the actual like firehouse and like have like set times where I'm at like a actual like station or something like that to provide treatment. Um, so it's whether just exposure in the clinic, like if they come in. Um, but the other thing is like we, I go to the, like the Academy. I've only gone like a few times, but like there's a Wayne County Regional Training Academy where it's police and fire. So that's where been my primary exposure. And it hasn't necessarily been so much um, treating, but essentially like almost like an education based um, type of service uh, providing some of that's as simple as like, educating them on direct access, like Michigan's a direct access state. So knowing that how pressed on time firefighters and police are, especially on, when they're not on duty, like knowing that if they have an injury, they don't necessarily have to go see their primary care physician to get a script for PT. Like that's just, that sounds like a long process and something like, Hey, I'm just going to work through this because that's going to just take up too much time, but just educating them. like, no, in Michigan, you can actually just go right to a physical therapist uh, it doesn't and like I kind of express like because where I go to the, the academy at like they it's kind of out of the way like where some of they are gonna where some of them are gonna end up like actually being stationed it's kind of far from where I like practice so I try to make it a point like hey like I'm a resource for you like you could fully reach out to me I'll help you but you don't necessarily have to come to me like I could if you have questions or you want someone in your area I can point you in the right direction but it's not like like, I'm the only one you can go to. Like, no, I want you to just get the problem taken care of. So that's why I push that, like, kind of direct access thing. Like, hey, if it's an issue, just go see PT. Um, we can see you for 10 visits, 21 days, whatever comes first. That's what the state of Michigan kind of requires um, before we need a physician signature. So typically, like, if it, they catch it early enough and get in, like, we can take care of it. So that's the big thing right now is just education. But I have been getting a few in the clinic which has been great um but still it's still kind of trying to pick up and that would be like an eventual goal as to like spending some time in um like a firehouse or police station or something like that um to where I'm designated there like on a Thursday or for like from like 8 to 12 or something at a certain time like that would be that's like kind of like I think maybe the next direction we're going to go with it
0: Obviously, working with the academy guys there as well, it's a great opportunity to get in early doors and start promoting things other than, you know, teaching them about the direct access route to seeing you rather than go through their position. Is there any any other things you're working on with those guys at the moment, you know, with regards to just self-care or self-management within their their programs themselves?
1: Yeah, so um, the first one we did was like probably about partway through their uh, academy rotation. So that was and was a lot of like self-care um, what you can do for if you feel like if something's like about like you're hurt or you're injuring like kind of using like the whole like police method like um, this is what you do if you have a shin splint that type of thing like just some like really general um, almost like corrective exercise or rehabilitative exercises if they're having like just some general shoulder pain general knee pain like just common things um, from what they're doing at the academy um, and then one of the other thing big things is like footwear selection like i know they kind of had a problem so last time like some guys were showing up in like basketball shoes like court shoes to yeah. go like run their like mile and a half course and it's like whoa no <laughs> like, you're gonna be hurting after this like yeah. you you go you're, you're running every day in the academy like you you're gonna run you run in basketball shoes you're gonna come away with some like some injuries with that so some it's just kind of keeping it simple at first um just to kind of give them that baseline knowledge, not overload them. Cause I feel like if you overload them, like they're like, it's just going to go in one, op, one year, when out the other, and they're not going to do it. So just give them a little bit of simple stuff that they can do at home, do on their own, that it's just going to stick and maybe help make things a little bit better and prevent some injuries.
0: Cool. That's awesome, dude. That's I was going to ask as well, Eric, cause obviously, as you mentioned previously, that you don't have a firefighting background yourself. Um, and I know having chatted to a few guys like just that that culture within the fire service, or the police service, and that you know where it's very much like well you haven't walked in my shoes as such you know for a lot of guys who are contractors coming in that but obviously you're very different. To a lot of other guys having you know previously served in the military and now taking up this post as well, helping out in the fire service. How's that changed perceptions? That is that giving you a, a bit more of a, a quicker buy-in rate? You know people will be like right okay Eric served. May not have been a firefighter, but he knows what's what.
1: um I think so, um, and it comes down to like just that like shared mentality. Um, I think that's the big piece of it. Like we, it might not be the same experiences, but we've all had like similar experiences, um, and I think that does create like a little bit of buy-in. Um, I feel like no matter what your background is, you have to, you have to be willing to show up and. Show them that you care, and that's where you're gonna get that ultimate buy-in. Because once you do that, like if you can't, you can have, you can, I could have police, fire, and military experience, but if I'm not showing up and being there and showing them that I care, like they're gonna be like, all right, whatever, this guy's just, just here. Like I don't, I don't need to talk to him about anything. But um if you show them that you care, like approach them, give them stuff to work on at home, or just kind of even get to know them on a personal level. Like just that's gonna create like that little bit of buy-in but i do think like having the military background or a little bit of background does like make it a little bit easier transition Mm -hmm. um just too because i think like maybe in the the comfort level of like just communication um i feel like you don't have to like censor yourself as much or um watch what you say like that type of thing um i know because there's certain things that um people talk about or like that get brought up that you don't really, you're not really sure like how you should um, present yourself or anything like that. Um, But I think like having that like shared um, experience and whether it was in military, police or fire um, helps, like you don't have to kind of like sugarcoat anything. You can be pretty direct and that's, uh, that goes a long way, Um, especially for a field where Downtime isn't frequent and it needs to be purposeful. Oh, that sounds
0: awesome, dude. And like you say, just that like shared experience is huge and just being able yeah. to get that across to the guys and most notably there as well is just like even if you had the experience, if you didn't show up and show that you actually cared about them and just were punching the clock, that comes quickly very apparent to a lot of guys, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: nice man. So obviously, you know, you've had very clear up to this point, Eric, and you know, you're making great strides forward with the fire service. You know, what, what what's next for you, dude? And where, where do you want to see these programs going next?
1: Um, I mean, I'd definitely like to see um, kind of getting into like a regular basis at like, a, whether it's just a fire, one fire station or department or even like a, sit, at, at, like, a city level, like with the uh, police and fire. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like to expand like that way a little bit. Um, I know, there's other places too. Um, I think there's like, there's a thing on Instagram, Pro Team Tactical. They're like a physio, like athletic training clinic. Out, I think it's in Indianapolis area, but they have like two clinics set up, one specifically for Indy PD and one's Indy Fire Department. And like, it's pretty cool how they have things set up. So that would be like the ultimate, like kind of goal thing. But um, right now it's just kind of, if I could get in, like getting into like one of the, like the departments or something like that. Whereas up spending some time there to actually like treat if they need be. Um, I think that would be good. Uh, I think even just something like in the sense like uh, what uh, Casey did out in Denver with having um, like Denver fire actually like employing uh, physios onto their staff to provide treatment to like the firefighters and the police department, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of benefit in that and um, not just for firefighters and police officers but just for the community as well for the city like they're going to fiscally save some money with that but i think all around it people are going to benefit from that so even to get that in a sense that'd be that'd be great but um yeah right now it's just we're kind of doing the academy thing and then hopefully slowly um build from that
0: that's awesome dude and yeah i hope to see that come through for you as well dude that'd be really cool if that fell into place as well yeah. Now, obviously, me and you were chatting a little bit off air, because obviously I'm in PT school, you've finished up PT school, so we're just sharing some stories about that. And obviously, through PT school, you've done a lot of reading, you've done a lot of research, dude. But I'm, I'm curious to know what, what you're engaged in now, dude, for your own your own development and your own education. So as I always ask everyone on this, could you give us a, a book, an app, or a website recommendation you personally found useful for your own education or development?
1: Um so like a booker app i'd be i mean book i like I, I refer to like the supple leopard a lot um i feel like those are good ones that you can transition to people doing on and on their own and the good mobility stuff that help with things um but other than that like uh the clinical edge um podcast or um clinical is david pope he focuses a lot like on endurance athletes and other athletes, but a lot of it can pertain to like um, some of the same ailments that tactical athletes can um, develop. Um, And then other than that, just stuff that's put out by the NSCA. like they're great, whether it's their CSCS stuff or their T-SAC stuff, like all the information coming out of there. Um, I kind of just, just with the newborn and stuff like that, I kind of just, I follow like John Hoffman and like some other individuals um, and just kind of like see what they're looking at and kind of like tag along, um, do that thing. But, um, I'd say those would be the two big ones. Uh, I think you had a guest on not too long ago that mentioned like the manual physical therapist, um, pick that up in school. So I kind of refer to that every once in a while, but those are the main ones. I think those are the regular ones that I'd go to for something. If I got stuck on something or if I want to brush up on anything, you know,
0: cool. That's awesome, dude thank you very much man i'll make sure i stick those in our show notes as well um obviously it's been awesome chatting Eric. if anyone's listening to this and you know wants to reach out chat to you a little bit more find out a bit more about you what's the best methods they can do that
1: uh best one would probably be like instagram or linkedin um I, uh linkedin's eric kinney I, I believe um the link is even like through like our clinic website if they go to like the the about about us on the adamsportsmedicine.com page um or my uh instagram which is ekinney17 um, those would be the best ways if anybody wants to reach out um those are the things i frequently go on yeah
0: cool that's awesome and i'll make sure i stick those in our show notes as well Eric, just so anyone can reach out to you as well dude all right great once again mate you know thank you very much for taking the time dude to sit down and chat to me i know busy with your your work and with your newborn as well dude so you know i appreciate the time mate yeah
1: thanks for having me on i appreciate you reaching out it's been a great experience and uh definitely like looking forward to what things go in the future
0: cool take care buddy
1: all right you too take care bye
0: hi guys really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the monarch human performance podcast i just wanted to say thank you for your continued support to the show we're slowly growing each week and getting more and more downloads, which is truly incredible for such a niche specific podcast. The continued support can us ask you to do me a simple favor. First of all, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're using so you can receive each new episode as soon as it's released. Secondly, if you found something educational, if it made you see a different perspective or if you took something away from this podcast that made you better, please leave us a review as it means a lot to me and please share the show. This will help us to grow the show and really get this information out to a lot more people